This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Hey, do you know that tomatoes were historically known as love apples? There's this theory that yellow tomatoes were titled Pom de Oro, but later misheard as Pom de Moro as a connection to the Moors in Spain. This linguistic mix-up led to them being called Pom de Amor or love apples. I only tell you that to ask you, does that mean we can start calling ketchup a love smoothie? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today, Nicole, that was a very convoluted intro for a very convoluted question. Yeah, it made my head hurt. Yeah, I don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, the connection maybe. of the Moors. It's a, it's a really fascinating history of the tomato, because everyone associates tomatoes with Italian food. Yes. But it's, it's a new world crop. Italians didn't have tomatoes until, what you is know. The new, what is the new world? <laughs> Tell us what, <laughs> what the new is world the new is. World? Cause, cause, I don't know. Do the listeners know? I don't know. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. So new world crops uh, refers to the, uh, I guess the term discovery uh, is not completely apt of North America by, you know, European traders. Uh-huh. And then that spread throughout the Middle East and Asia. So there were no peppers in uh, Europe, Middle East or Asia until, you know, say 1492, if you want to believe that that is the foundational myth of the discovery of the Americas. Okay. Um, so, yeah, literally any sort of pepper. So you think about like, you know, spicy food in Thailand. You think about the um, uh, tomatoes in Italy. None of that existed. Oh, uh, potatoes are another New World crop. They come from Peru. Nice. Uh, and so people think of there's another question that I hope to God we don't answer on this. Uh, are mashed potatoes just Irish guacamole? Oh, well, obviously. Oh, oh obviously they yeah, are. Yeah. But they're not, uh, potatoes are Peruvian. They're not even Irish if you like really, really, really go back. Oh. So anyways. Are avocados and potatoes from the same part of the world? Uh, Yeah. I mean, avocados are, you know, from, from Mexico. Interesting. Um, Yeah. It really is interesting. So anyways, point is, today we're discussing, <laughs> is ketchup a smoothie? Yes. What the heck do you mean? What do you mean, Josh? It's a pulverized 
fruit. It's not a fruit. Okay, so that but that does get to the root of this, right? Yes, that, exactly. That's, that's the reason this question exists. The only reason the only reason I am speaking about this dumb, <laughs> stupid thing is because I said that tomato is a fruit, and I stand by that logic hundred percent. The the reason we're discussing this in the first place, this isn't um I don't think a particular academic interest of either of ours, correct? I'm a little interested in it. I think it's cool. I think it's nice to find the root of things. This is something that people have sent me this question on Twitter. They sent both of us this question on Twitter so many times of if tomato is a fruit, then ketchup is a smoothie. And you're right. It's like a it's a pulverized fruit in a somewhat thick liquid form. It probably has the same viscosity as a lot of smoothies. smoothies. Yeah, I'm talking about the viscosity, the texture, the slurpability. Everything about it is smoothie-like. I... Here's here's where I fall in this okay, question. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for this, Nicole? It's I about guess. to get real stupid. <laughs> it's about to get no, no, no. It's about to get real stupid here because you're supposing that smoothies need a fruit to be considered a smoothie. No, I never said that. Okay, but you are proposing it's an implication. that since ketchup has fruit in it, that it is the root smoothie. of its yeah. smoothiehood. You could do a you can make a chicken smoothie out of just chicken and water, and it'll be chicken smoothie. You're saying you can make a chicken smoothie? No, chicken and water is called a soup. No, it's not. Not if you blend it to proper viscosity. It's That's not. called a uh, porridge or juk okay. in Korean. Okay, yeah. So soup is also a smoothie. <laughs> Here, you want, you want to talk about stupid? <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. real stupid. My, my thing is uh, ketchup has nothing to do with tomatoes. Ketchup oh, has nothing no. to do with tomatoes. Oh, and not even bananas. No, no, no. Do ketchup? not get into the history of China. Okay, let's oh. go. Let's tra- Nicole, I'm going to transport you back this. to the year 300 BCE <sighs> in China. I think My. I meant 3000. But no, so <laughs> the roots of ketchup, right? It is a very new development in the world. And I know we have to sort of take these questions at face value for what yeah. it means for us today. But I want to try and like completely deconstruct your understanding of ketchup because ketchup, and like you can literally see this in languages that have been affected by Chinese, right? Do you know? the word for soy sauce in Indonesian? Sauce. Ketchup. What? I mean, it's it's not exactly pronounced like me going ketchup as an American, but <laughs> really? like a ketchup sambal uh, is like a, well, a sweet sambal, soy ketchup. Doesn't sambal mean sauce? Uh, sambal is, yeah, it's like a, a kind of like rustic, chunky yeah. hot sauce of uh-huh. Indonesia. Sambals are... Davin and his sambal game? Yo, shout unmatched. out to Davin. I mean, the world of sambal yeah. is uh, incredibly vast and diverse yeah. from all different regions, like the Balinese sambal with the lemongrass and the shallot in it. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's good. Really good. Uh, but there's one called ketchup sambal that is like a sweet soy, I believe it's called ketchup manis. Uh, in Indonesia. So like ketchup literally, I mean, it, it dates back to uh, an ancient fermented like soy and I believe fish sauce that then traveled around the world through different trading routes much, much before the tomato was ever even discovered. And so that eventually l- led its way to like Victorian England in like the <laughs> 1700s. And they were making yeah. ketchup out of all kinds of crap. They were making mushroom ketchup. They were making black walnut ketchup. So there is nothing about ketchup that necessarily... Uh, has to do essentially with a fruit in it. Ergo, ketchup to me is not a smoothie. What is it then? Ketchup is a, it is a beautiful, I would call it a chutney. A condiment? Ketchup's just a condiment. It's just a sauce. Just, it's just a condiment to you? Yeah. That's all it is to you? After <laughs> all you, it's you done are... for you? After uh, all ketchup has done for us. Ketchup has given its life to me and I have given my life to it. Exactly. But I think calling it a smoothie is disrespectful. You ever dip it's your fries a... in a milkshake? Is the milkshake now the condiment? What is a milkshake if not a smoothie? A milkshake is a dessert that we have bastardized. We have no, bastardized Nicole to be a condiment. anything. I didn't bastardize Messed anything. Up. I'm just trying to open your eyes to a new perspective. You were always trying to open my eyes to a new perspective. Why do we feed children toaster strudels for breakfast? Strudel is a dessert. they're good. Pop-tart. Tart's well, the French word no, no, for no. pie. And we give it to kids for breakfast. Okay. I was a toaster strudel girl. 
girl, I'm sure you're a Pop Tart boy. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, no, 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 no. I um, I was exclusively Toaster Strudel, and oh I, I, I used to be. Pop Tarts are like, if you had to break it down, what I would call bad. Yeah, I it's don't like a bad like, food. Yeah, I'm not a big. Well, the brown sugar ones are kind of dank. No, they're dank, but they're like bad. Like it's yeah. like a really, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like uh, Chips Ahoy isn't a great chocolate chip cookie, though, oh, but it's they're dank. Uh, I hate Chips Ahoy. You hate I, Chips Ahoy? I just like the chewy ones because they come. The chewy ones are even worse. If you if you're oh, going by so like, good. they're they have this chemical plasticine quality mm-hmm. to them, and I remember looking up like how do they keep them. You know, how do they keep the Chewy Chips Ahoy chewy because they're just sitting in a kind of like open air package and how are they shelf stable with that amount of moisture? And they've like reverse engineered like if you use dextrose instead of sucrose and mm-hmm. like that will interact with something to keep it chewy. It's like yeah. a marvel of science, but and yeah. they're like bad cookies, but I'll just house a whole sleeve because they're great. Yeah, they're so good. They're bad, but delicious. Yeah. So anyways, Pop-Tarts are bad, <laughs> yes. but I crave them. Oh, Whereas I toaster strudels are good and I don't crave them. Toaster strudels are good because they're hot. Are they filled with smoothie? No, they're filled with jam or jelly or preserves. What separates a jelly sugar or a jam? Content. Because I think, oh, you think ketchup doesn't well, have sugar me, content? Okay, okay, it's okay, equal to jam. Okay, it's just well, offset by well, vinegar and acid. The, well, let me tell you, maybe it's the cooking process of maybe, I don't know, it's the visco- It's all about the viscosity. Well, you're saying the ketchup's not as viscous as the filling inside of a toaster strudel? Mm, you could fill no. a toaster strudel with ketchup. And no, that would turn because of the corn. There's too much corn syrup in that filling. There's not. I that think you much are not syrup. giving ketchup enough credit for how much corn syrup is in there. You think the Heinz Corporation Josh, ain't I trying know, to skim profits off Josh, the top? I know that there's corn syrup in there, but it's not as much as a fruit preserve. They also put pectin in there. Okay, but what about say something like banana ketchup? Talking about Filipino banana I ketchup. Shout out to Jufron. Jufron. I love banana ketchup. What I like about the spicy it? one. I've never had the spicy one. Mm, it's like it's like quite spicy too, and it's oh god, it's delicious. My brother introduced me to that when I was like fourteen, and I was like, "Yummy mm-hmm. sugar ketchup." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what about that? Would you consider that a true to form ketchup? Yeah. Or, or do you think it's like um, a sort of no, like delicious very, aberration? I mean, it's just <laughs> they're similar enough. Like if you put it in front of me, I'll be I will dip my French fries in oh, of course. it, and I'd be like, "This is ketchup." Yeah, it satisfies all yes. the you know wants Ooh, of ketchup. Barbecue sauce, maybe. Well, I, I also believe that all ketchup is barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay, I agree with you on that. The ketchup and barbecue sauce are very. It's close. the same. There's the cousins. same ingredients. They're cousins. They're cousins. One just one has some more spice, some more sugar, some more acid, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's that's just a ketchup with the ratios played with. Yeah, molasses. Yeah, yeah molasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, the point is, but like you don't need molasses for a barbecue sauce. I know, but preferred. Yeah. yeah. So Filipino banana ketchup is it's sweet enough, and it has like. You know, obviously, more of what people call an archetypal fruit, like sure. banana. Even though a banana to me is just like a potato in a little jacket. Okay. Bananas are more potato. I don't think bananas are fruit you either. You think bananas are similar to potatoes? Well, like plantains are super similar to potatoes, right? Uh, Especially thinking about like, uh, what is Josh, it? Josh, you're doing like eight degrees of separation to Kevin like Bacon. Pla- like except- Platanos Verde? Yeah, like I know the- what a Platano Verde is, sir. No, but I'm saying like that's really starchy. <laughs> that that bridges, that is the Sasquatch okay. like between us and apes. The Platano Verde is a Sasquatch between bananas and potatoes. <laughs> I hate you, but you're right. So what I'm saying is, what you're I'm saying so is right. the viscosity of Filipino banana ketchup <laughs> and the sweetness, because that is viscous, it is sweet, and uh-huh. it's got some fruit in it, even though it's kind of potato-ish. That, to me, is a jam. You think banana ketchup is a jam. And I also think Regular. that ketchup is a jam. Heinz tomato ketchup, uh-huh. I believe, is a savory tomato, I don't know if you call it a jam, maybe a confiture. A confiture. Is that a just confiture. A just it's like, like a French style jam that tends to have like less kind of like gelatiny pectin mm-hmm. in it. And it's more, you know, um, kind of just like a preserve. Have you ever had tomato jam before? Uh, yes. They're typically, uh-huh. I mean, like rustic and chunky, right? Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've had blackberry jam and like a seedless blackberry jelly. 
Yeah. You know, so they're How they're kind you... of different in the same way that a tomato jam and ketchup are one's just a strained tomato jam. What's tomato paste then? Tomato paste is just tomato paste. Tomato paste is an ingredient. It's not a prepared food. It is one ingredient. It's like the same as getting like membrio or a quince paste. Got it. Okay. Right? A quince paste I don't think would I would consider a jam. It's it's merely one ingredient. I would consider quince paste a jam. It's jam-like. Uh, membrio is Maybe it is. is no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Like, tam- like tamarind paste. Like it's an ingredient meant to be added to things. You never. Okay, well. Tamarind is technically a legume. I grew up eating. <laughs> we used to get these big blocks of tamarind with the seeds in it uh-huh. and then you would just eat it out of the bag mm. and spit um like my jaw is clenching because it's so good oh me too it's so sour oh my mom used to buy them for me all the time salivating right now oh my god me too it was so good have you ever had tamarind and ketchup i don't believe i have that sounds good that sounds really good that seems like it really makes sense but that's why i i, I said ketchup also might be a chutney because you yeah. certainly had tamarind chutney before of course right? yeah but tamarind chutney is thin Tamarind chutney thinner, is thin, yeah. It's thinner, thinner than ketchup. Most chutneys are thinner than ketchup. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, just wanted to take a minute to tell you about a new scripted podcast I'm in alongside Rhett and Link called Ronstadt. Episodes one and two just dropped. Ronstadt is a supernatural noir comedy set on the mean streets of LA about a 911 dispatcher whose night job, along with a self-described Kradar, leads him deep into Side B, a world filled with magic, monsters, and all things mythical. There's some awesome cameos from some of your favorite mythical crew members, including moi, so please check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow so you can be one of the first to listen. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, well, you're doing that, Nicole. I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Josh, why are you trying to be logical today? It's pissing me off. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, no, because I you always think out of the box and make me, you know, you know, go into a different part of my mind. Now, why won't you just do that for me? I'm I don't trying. Understand. I'm trying. Okay, no, you're I, not. I'm thinking you're being, of being stubborn <laughs> like the Taurus you are. Oh my god, that's such a Virgo. No, you're. I only know you're a Gemini. Anytime they ask Nicole to test her mic on set, she goes, "My name's Nicole. I'm 27 years old. I'm a Gemini. My third date with." And then she starts going no, off. No, no, no. I say, and I love avocados. Oh, don't you do say that. You do say that. Don't get talking about my dates. Let's talk about smoothies. What about that? What the fruit is a smoothie? A smoothie is well, according to uh, what I'm looking at, they have their roots in Mediterranean Eastern cultures, which made pureed fruit mixtures similar to modern smoothies. However, it wasn't until electric appliances like the refrigerator and blender became available to the creamy concoction became uh, popular in the U.S. Smoothies were not invented <laughs> until 1990 in St. Louis Obispo, California, which is Yay! when Juice Club was founded. Out of here, bro. That's what I believe. The modern smoothie. The modern smoothie culture. The way that when we say today, <sighs> Nicole, we're going to go out and get some smoothies. I never... You know I hate smoothies? I hate smoothies too. They make my throat... It, <laughs> they, like, make, they give me like a throat ache. Well, what kind of smoothies are you, are you thinking about? Uh... Is this a trick question? Like the raspberry razzmatazz? <laughs> no, like I go to Whole Foods and I get like a smoothie. I got you. But are, are those frozen? Like like frozen? Because to me, when I think of smoothie, 
I'm thinking about like Jamba Juice, uh, Juice Stop, Juice It Up, these kinds of places. The There's something called Robex. Oh, I like Robex, but oh, the Froyo the in there? Oh, not, not only Froyo, they'll put like... I mean, it's a glorified milkshake, right? Yeah. There's some frozen fruit, but there's like, there's sherbet in there. There's ice cream in there. They have this one called like the, the like peanut butter banana surprise over at the Jamba Juice. No, it's it called peanut butter mood. Oh, the, you're right. Yeah, yeah, peanut yeah. butter mood. Mood. Because cows moo and cows make peanut butter out of their oh, udders. I just thought it was like a weird like linguistics thing because they had like the accent like mood. You know what I mean? It's M O apostrophe O. You think it was like an Arabic word? Like I don't know what mood. Peanut butter Mahmoud. <laughs> no, but what, what I'm saying is it's like a milk. It's a, it's just a milkshake, right? There's literally yeah, like no. ice cream in yeah, there. I mean, it's milkshake. frozen yogurt. But it's sm- a milkshake. It's a milkshake, right? Yeah. But now the definition of smoothie, I feel, is changing as people become simultaneously more health conscious, but also like more health unconscious. I guess. In America, okay. I feel like we're polarizing even more where the fast food restaurants are coming out with more and more monstrous things like the breakfast baconator, uh, which is pretty good. We had it the other day. It was fine. I didn't have it. These- I watched you eat it all, though. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a hamburger patty, but it was a sausage. Oh, really? Uh, which is weird that a ha- yeah, it's That's just so sausage. Dis- was it a square? Like the patty? No, it wasn't. I don't even believe it was a square sausage. I think Blasphemy. it was just like a normal breakfast sandwich. But point is, I think like fast food restaurants are getting more audacious with their kind of like unhealthy, very stonerific cuisines. Think about Jack in the Box's munchy menu, right? Mm-hmm. Putting fried chicken yeah, and nacho yeah. cheese on a croissant. Whereas the healthy places like Jamba Juice... They are doubling down on health trends. Jamba Juice, actually, they, uh, I believe in 2018, they decided to take the word juice out of their name entirely. Hmm. Kind of the way Dunkin' Donuts did. So they're Jamba? Strictly Jamba now. Interesting. And that's because they want to get away from just selling smoothies and juice, and they want to be just a full stop, like, health store so they can sell acai bowls. So when people go there, they're thinking about their egg white frittatas and their acai bowls and not smoothies and juices. Okay, let me tell you. Whenever I was in culinary school, my school was right next to Jamba Juice. I used to get their oatmeal every single day. Yeah, I I used to get their oatmeal too. Why was it so good? It's so good. I don't know why either. so good. It's giving the right little packet of goo and nuts. Why was it so good? I don't know. I used to get it in college. Oh my God. Like every single day. It's just this weird like flavor memory for me. Like I would wake up, drive to Linkersham. Ugh. What a, what a that was. Oh, you're at the North Hollywood? Yeah, I was at the North Hollywood for like a little bit. And then I would like go to Jamba Juice and I would get bananas and honey. And then there would always be like extra nuts like in the like bistro area that mm-hmm. I would just go yoink and put some in my, in my oatmeal from Jamba. I have a question for you. Go ahead. What's a date shake? Oh my God, a date shake. Date shake's one of the most delightful things in the world. I oh, know. Are you asking like, what is it? Is it a smoothie or is it a ketchup? Or just yeah, like, do you like it? that's what I'm asking, Josh. <laughs> that's right. What's a date shake? Dude, date shake is the, uh, uh, oh man, my my favorite ice cream maker, uh, Mercedes of Casa Coco. Uh, she's doing a date in olive oil ice cream this week. And holy crap, I'm so excited for that. Oh my gosh, did she like come to your door and drop it off for you? No, I I, I go to her, I like, I go to her place. That sounds weird and lascivious. <laughs> I mean, like I go there to, and to like, the there's like a curbside pick. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, <laughs> sorry, I just got real excited about that. But no, date shake. Uh, dates pretty much blended with vanilla ice cream and milk. I don't think you consider that a smoothie. I believe the dates, albeit a fruit, it's like a strawberry milkshake is still a milkshake and not a smoothie. I believe a smoothie. Whew, yeah. This is tough break because it down, break it down, break it down. The definition of smoothies are changing. This is what I was getting at with the Jamba Juice thing. Yeah. All these smoothie chains started in the '90s. Uh, the biggest ones, Jamba, started in 1990. I think Robex was '96. Uh, you know, Juice It Up was like '95. 
All these places started in the 90s when we had these like weird ideas about health. I know we have weird ideas about health right now, <laughs> but we're coming out of the era where people were like eating a grapefruit for breakfast and sucking down cottage cheese like they were go-gurts. Yep. You know, and so uh, this whole kind of like post aerobics, let's turn this into a lifestyle, smoothies, drink your fruit, it's delicious. But we was just throwing sorbet uh, and ice cream <laughs> yeah. in there and they were these 600 calorie bombs. And now that the world is polarizing more in terms of healthy food and unhealthy food, they're like doubling down. And so they're like getting rid of, I mean, half their smoothies now aren't pure fruit. There's like veggies in them. There's like a which beet. I like, which I, I love it. There's like a beet and berries one. Yeah, I, I really enjoy. It. And there's lower sugar in it because if I'm if I'm eating less healthy food, I'm, it's not going to be a you know an indulgent smoothie. No, of I'm getting a breakfast not. baconator. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so I think the, the definition of smoothie is now changing to where. If you consider ketchup to be a smoothie, it doesn't rely on the fact that a tomato is a fruit. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're strictly talking about like a viscosity and a certain type of ingredient in there. But I think once you break down that fruit wall, and if you agree that smoothies are not only fruit, because most smoothies aren't fruit. Now, you go to Whole Foods, you got a smoothie, it's not even cold anymore. I know. What the fruit is that? I almost said the F word out loud because I'm so (laughs) incensed. I got a smoothie with like... It was like kale and almond milk and like some like nut butter. And I thought it was going to be this nice, delicious, cold, cold refreshing thing. treat. It was just like a warm blended soup. It was basically a soup. Yeah, so you're that, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think smoothies. It's a f- soup. Sorry, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. It's a soup. It is a soup. Soups and smoothies are very, very similar. I think they're one and the same. I mean, if we if we really track. Like, does that mean ketchup is a soup now? Maybe. Oh, no. Maybe. Okay, if, if you really track, if you, Nicole, if you, I initially balked, I balked hard at your chicken smoothie concept. Uh-huh. I said, that is obviously a soup. It's a porridge. If there's any grain in there, if it's thick, it's a porridge. However, if you track where smoothies are going into the future, Whole Foods is three days away from adding a GD bone broth option to put in your kale smoothie. Well, yeah, it, I'm telling you. Okay, so uh, I watch Vice a lot. I watch a lot of Vice <laughs> yeah. documentaries, and there's this lady bodybuilder who makes chicken smoothies with rice oh, no. and water and chicken, uh. and she sucks them down, and she loves it. And like, I would never do that, but I would never balk <sighs> at someone because her goal is to be the biggest bodybuilder in the United <laughs> Kingdom, and I love that for her. Oh God, I drink my chicken smoothies. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you know, I drink me chicken smoothies. And then I bulk up before my meats. <laughs> Maybe she's Australian. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't think I. I think it's just the act of putting things and blending it makes it a smoothie. I guess for me, I, I think maybe it's the way you consume it. Because I'm thinking oh. about this chicken smoothie thing, right? It's okay. only a chicken smoothie and not a chicken soup. Because I'm guessing she puts it in a glass and drinks it with a straw. Right? Am I picturing it right? Uh, or does she chug it? But she puts it in a glass, I think right? She might. You know what she does? She t- she makes little baggies. She weighs well, out the baggies. She freezes it, uh, and then she adds water, and then she <laughs> blends it, and then like, I think she just drank it straight out of the blender. So, like drinking it straight out of the blender, right? You probably wouldn't do that with a soup. You're probably decanting a soup and putting it into a bowl. Decant. Decant. You decant the soup from Who the blender. Who decants? I decant. I have a soup aerator on the tip <laughs> of my blender. My mouth is a soup aerator. I. I think I used to drink what one could consider a fish smoothie. Tell me this about it. This is when <laughs> I, I had just gotten really back into working out heavy. I had uh-huh. gotten my hernia reconstructed. Owie. Yeah, super, super fun. Uh, but also, I had a really crazy oral surgery that was like an emergency thing because yeah. I had some nightmare dental stuff happen to where my dentist told me, they're very old school. I, I They have, you know, deep, they were like USSR dentists. Interesting. Um, yeah, 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 straight up. That's kind of awesome. They're chill. I really like them. Um, they're, they're fun people. But anyways, they told me that I couldn't chew food for a month. I don't know if that's like true, 
but oh, I was no. so worried was that your like mouth wired. No, it wasn't wired. I uh, just had like a crazy amount of like bone loss in my jaw because the dentist left a metal filing several years ago just up in my jaw after a root canal. Are you kidding me? And so there was also me? no nerve in that tooth, so I wasn't feeling any pain. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, the infection from the metal filing was eating away at the bone. I just got chills all over my body. So they thought they were going to have to send me into straight up like jaw surgery, yeah, yeah, surgery. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's a husband and wife team. And then the husband just goes over and he just goes like, they're arguing in, in Armenian, um, which is great because I couldn't hear it. And then the guy just goes like, no, 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 I'll fix it, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. And then the wife throws up her hands and she like walks away. And I was like, boy, I hope he, I hope he wins. Ouch. So anyways, point is I had a giant hole in my mouth and they were growing back a bone and I had to go to the dentist every day. Where this is oh. going is that I still wanted to get a bunch of protein, but I couldn't chew food. So what oh. I would do is I would steam some flaky fish, like flounder, uh, <laughs> and I would throw it in a blender with water and chickpeas. And then I would drink it through a boba straw. Yeah. Trying to not get any food particle matter in my tooth hole. Yeah, that's called that's a, a smoothie. That's, I think it's hummus. You made you made fish hummus? I made this fish hummus. Okay, well, look at you. <laughs> no, but I, now, now that I'm thinking about it, the definition of smoothie is changing so much. The definition of ketchup has changed so much mm-hmm. that I don't think you can track either one on any sort of parallel plane with each other. But if we could... But if what we could, would, but if we could, what would we do? Smoothie is not ingredient dependent. We've just, we've decided that, right? Correct. Whole Foods about to put bone broth in smoothies. You can put get exclusively vegetable smoothies. Correct. You can do a chicken smoothie. Oh yes, you can. Ketchup is not ingredient dependent. Mm-mm. There's banana ketchup. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, tomato ketchup. Mushroom? There's sugar-free ketchup out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was mushroom ketchup, fish ketchup, all that. Neither ingredient dependent, so it must be process dependent or consumption dependent. Okay. So if you think about the process of a smoothie, smoothie. It doesn't necessarily have to be raw because I think, you know, that's what a lot of people would say. Ketchup Ugh. is cooked. Smoothies are raw. Hmm. But that said, if you were a to. smoothie is a soup. You think a cooked smoothie is a soup? Well, for the most part, but not all soups are cooked. Based on the like uh, constructionist idea. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, but if you were to say, I don't know, cook blueberries into a jam and then add that to a smoothie as a main ingredient, mm-hmm. you know, with ice, with, you know, a little bit of nut butter or whatever, do you think that wouldn't be a smoothie? I think it still would be a smoothie. Yeah, so also, think about the high heat that peanut butter is processed at in order for oh, it to true. blend. I think that's the thing that people don't raw, realize. Right? They think of things as raw or cooked exactly. and don't understand the process that Very like true. all milk is heated before you know uh, it goes yep. out. It's technically that stuff's all cooked. There's been a lot of heat added to it. Correct. But then if you look at the consumption-based idea, anything that is reasonably thick, mm-hmm. I would say somewhere near a chowder consistency – that you put in a glass and could possibly drink with a straw mm-hmm. because there can't be chunks, right? It's got to be smooth to be a smoothie. Obviously, it's called a smoothie. <laughs> but really, if you could drink it through a boba straw and it's reasonably thick. Why got to do boba straw? Why not just regular straw? Boba, boba straws are just the best way to get a lot of smoothie in you. I love drinking out of boba straws, but I like, you know what? I like to do, I like to take three little red straws, you know, little stir straws. And I, like, I use three and I just. <laughs> like a little hummingbird in a feeder. <laughs> Okay, so I, I think we've broken this down to a good place where we have three possible answers, three mm-hmm. routes. Ingredient dependent is not the case, right? Yes. They don't either it have to have not fruit. The case. Um, process dependent, I don't believe can be the case either because you can feasibly have cooked things in a smoothie. Ketchup is cooked. Uh, I think this all comes down to the consumption dependent variable of ketchup hood and smoothie hood. If you are, and again, this isn't going off of like popularization. Like I know people don't go to uh, a ketchup bar and get a 32 ounce thing of ketchup in a cup and sip it. They don't, but I'm saying they could. Yeah. Possibly. 
You know, know there's a lot of salt it. in there, but you could drop that salt levels. It'll still be a reasonable ketchup and you could drink it with a straw. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, this question is so deranged that we must get to an equally deranged answer, which is if you take ketchup that is served cold and you put that in a glass with a straw, if you have any sort of reasonable smoothie-like consumption of it, then it is a smoothie. Thank you so much. I agree with you. Oh, holy crap. You just won, huh? I win. We haven't done that in a long time. We haven't had like a clear kind of winner. Yeah, this is fun whenever I win. I should do it more. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Nicole, I've heard what you and I have to say, and now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Cats What were you doing? I don't, what were you? I feel like you were off Opinions Are Like Cats I don't have any sort of internal timing. Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Hey, opinions, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow on my opinions. opinions. Like casseroles. All right, first up, we got at George Haskell, Oreos don't belong in cake, too crunchy. He's saying on or in cake, too crunchy. <laughs> Nicole, you dead, man? I'm sorry. You just make me laugh so much sometimes. What was the opinion? Oreos don't belong on or in cake, no, too, too crunchy. Be quiet. No, 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 I believe that be Oreos can be obstructive when they're crunchy. That's uh, why they need to be softened. Oh, it will be. <laughs> I want a nice softened Oreos. You yeah, put them yeah, in yeah. a steam bath yeah, for a little I bit. I like when the Oreos are nice and soft. Like in my ice cream, I like them when they're nice and soft. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't put. I don't like putting fresh Oreos as a topping on ice cream, mm-hmm. which is why a McFlurry works when you let it sit. You mm-hmm. like gotta let a McFlurry sit for like at least 30 <laughs> minutes so the ice cream can hydrate the Oreo a little bit. One time I bought a McFlurry with my mom. And then- Marissa, how could that be this stop. funny? She told me to stop eating it. And I said, okay, and I just threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and littering's she, not cool, okay? She, I was like 11. And then she's like, why did she do that? I said, you said I didn't need to eat it anymore, so I threw it away. What was going through 11-year-old Nicole's head I when you did horrible. that? I was horrible. I was a horrible child. You're just a bad kid. I was, I was actually, well, in, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll talk about that later. Okay, curly underscore cap says, beef isn't even that good. Lamb is a superior red meat and chicken is more versatile. Uh, this is an interesting opinion. Preach. Yep. Mm, well, lamb sometimes gives me a tummy ache. That's that's on you, not the lamb. Get stronger. <laughs> How much core do you do? <laughs> has nothing to do with my core. Sure it does. My GI issue. No, no, no. Strengthen the muscles around the gastrointestinal tract. Touch it. I'm soft. not going to touch your midsection. That's it's weird. soft. Touch it. 
<laughs> I don't know. I love beef. I think beef tastes good. I think beef is very versatile. Yeah, beef's great. Lamb's better. I fully believe it. And I think people no. say that lamb has a stronger flavor. It does. I don't think so. I think beef beef has a stronger flavor. In my opinion, we are just more used to it. We just eat okay, more beef. Maybe. But then if you really think about it, I mean, think about the beefiness of a beef stew versus that same... Uh, the lamminess of a lamb stew? Yeah, I feel like beef stew is beefier than lamb stew is lamby. Well, no, it's I feel not. like lamb has a more mild, dulcet flavor. I get you get the gaminess, you get the grassiness. There there it's can grassy. be that a little bit of blue cheese funk. But to me, like beef, I don't know. I've just gotten sick of beefiness. I think mm. I'm just over it. I've had some like um, stewed, like I, I love birria, birria de res. It, it's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I prefer goat Go. or birria de borrego with lamb or mutton um, mm-hmm. is really incredible. Also, I get a lot of people criticize me for saying that borrego is lamb and, and people are like, no, it's mutton. The definition of lamb, lamb and, mutton and mutton legally is very tenuous and it's different country to country. Lamb is just youthful mutton. Lamb is youthful mutton. And in America, it's any uh, mutton that is slaughtered before six months. However, like most pigs are slaughtered even like before that. Like we just raise animals so fast in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, what one person considers a lamb in one country could be mutton in another. But America has this huge anti-mutton bias. And it has to do with food that was served during World War II. They used to get, like, canned mutton, the U.S. and British troops. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and so people like came back and they were like, screw that. Interesting. And they're like, what do we call it lamb? They're like, oh, we'll eat the baby version of it. Sure. Sure. Point is, I've had some, like, birria de res that's just, like, way too beefy. And you can't experience the chilies and the other ingredients. All okay. you're getting is drowned in beef flavor. Interesting. And I don't know, man. We're eating those lamb chops the other day. I'm Lamb chops right now are, are my current favorite meat, man. Nice. Just a nice really? little lollipop ripping it off. Oh, yeah. I'm on a big lamb kick. So I agree with that. And I love chicken. The chicken Chicken thigh is undefeated. I like chicken too. Uh, at C Orwirk. That's a toughie. A glass of milk is not complete without ice. I also believe this. No, you I am don't. An, I am. I am an ice milker. No, you're not. I sure am. I drink my milk on ice. I, you do? If you see me drinking milk not on ice in the kitchen, it's because we don't have any ice in the kitchen. I'm judging you. Or we only have the right giant 7-Eleven bags in the kitchen. I don't feel like chop, like hacking off a piece of ice. so judging you right Why? I, milk is the best when it's ice cold. Also, a little bit of water off the ice, like a glass of whiskey, opens up the milk. No, aromas. it doesn't. It does not open up the milk. It waters <laughs> down the milk. I like to drink milk straight out of the carton. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm well, a if you... <laughs> Hello, my name is Nicole, and I drink milk straight out of the carton. What's the most satisfying carton to drink up for you? Lactate. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, I... but do you get the uh, like the cardboard box? Yeah, you got to get the cardboard box. But with a nipple on it? No. Like, does it have, like, the, you know, the screw-off? Not, the screw not off. like a baby bottle nipple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the screw-off cap. Like, you're not, yeah. like... Because, yes, like, I remember drinking cap. the cartons uh, in elementary school uh-huh. that, like, you have to, it's just cardboard and you oh, kind of no, peel I it. Oh, no, I have and... the screw-off top and then okay. I just go glug, glug, glug. If you did not open your chocolate milk properly, like, at elementary school lunch mm-hmm. and you got the frayed cardboard that would just get wet as you mm-hmm. tried to, like, drink it, that was a day ruiner. No, you know how I would open my milks? I would open them like a like a square, not in a triangle. Uh, I would uh, square uh, it off. Uh. And then I would just put my straw in because they would give a straw. Oh, milk. see, I don't, I don't, I don't like straws. I love straws. I, like straws. I, drink, I like to guzzle. I love drinking stuff out of straws. As long as if you drink full fat milk, I don't drink full fat milk. What do you, what do you drink? Like one percent. Well, you can't afford water down one percent. If you're drinking full fat milk, you can afford water down. But why? It just turns into one percent. No, no, no. I, I just, I don't like full fat milk. I mean, I love full fat milk, but like, I can't eat full fat milk. Yeah, it's yeah. Too much. It's too much. Sometimes just an ice cold glass of milk on a burning hot day. I don't mm. know about that. Mm. But it's nice with it. Makes dessert. you strong. Weichmann 95 said egg whites with cinnamon and maple syrup. Smiley face. Okay, hand. Uh, 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 why? I, I can't. I can't. Why do you do this? Uh, maybe if you added some almond flour, it would be like, you know, a little, little sweet quiche. 
This sounds like and I'm the one who's defended um, sugar, sc- eggs. sugar eggs. <laughs> yeah. But once you take the yolk out, because the yolk to me is what binds it to a little bit of the custard family. Mm-hmm. Once you take the yolk out, uh, okay, okay. If you if you whip these egg whites with the cinnamon and maple, yes, you have a meringue. You have a meringue. That's sweet. That's the same ingredients. Where's this the is just uh, maple syrup. Yeah, that or would kill the meringue. Syrup, yeah. This this to me sounds like a uh, a bodybuilding, um, you know, very like hashtag clean eating type of thing. Mm. That someone like no for dessert would try like and get. Because like I mean I I do the same thing sometimes with like egg protein powder nut butter and yogurt and then I just griddle that off like a pancake and it like looks like a pancake it chews like sweetened shoe leather ew uh, it's not great but like you know if I'm really on a kick where I'm trying to like lift real big and get real big and get sixty grams of protein at eleven at night mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll do that that to me is what this sounds like a little bit which I respect I respect that we all have different needs for our diet and our eating. Do you, if that's what you enjoy. The thought of it, though, smelling those egg whites and the maple. Sounds horrible. Especially because I hate maple syrup on eggs, like in a Denny's breakfast. Not diggity down. Not diggity down at all. I haven't had a Denny's breakfast in, like, maybe 10 years. Jeez. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. You know what my problem is, is, mm. is going to Denny's and IHOP was always great after a night of drinking. Mm. But also, if I'm drinking, then I'm also eating late night munchies at two in the morning. So I wake up full. Mm. So my like yeah. hangover routine, uh, which like, you know, may or may not have gotten into this weekend a little bit, um, is to go to Whole Foods and get the biggest green juice I can get and like 30 ounces of black coffee and nice. then a kombucha. And I just flush. You just flush. Just yeah. flush. That makes sense. Get the bat out. Yeah, that makes sense. Get the bat out. Here we go. At Leany, chocolate chip cookies are better without the chocolate chips. I... As I yeah. would say yes, however, I want like chocolate chips on the side. <laughs> <laughs> For dipping? No, I no. want the chocolate wafers. You know, you know the 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 coins, the chocolate yeah. coins, not the gelt. Not the gelt, but yeah, yeah. The coins, you know what I'm talking about? I think they're called wafers. Yeah, they're called wafers, yeah. I love those. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, in a chocolate chip cookie. I don't like chocolate chips in a chocolate cookie. No, ch- chips like are the worst application of chocolate in a Thank cookie. Thank you, I agree. Yeah, chocolate, I mean, even like chocolate chunks, anything that's squared off, something that gives you a little bit more surface area mm-hmm. is what I want. Um, but that said, I want I want bites of a chocolate chip cookie where there is no chocolate. Sure. Yeah, I you think know? I think there needs to be an a uh, a dissipation of chocolate. Agreed. It's yeah. like how I want bites of a sandwich where there is no pickle. Oh. Well, I want one out of every 3 bites of a sandwich to not have pickle in it. Okay, then is that the pickle makes... in the sandwich or is the pickle on the side? Pickles in the sandwich. Pickles in the sandwich. Oh, but sometimes I don't even I like pickles in a pic- sandwich. Oh, I get extra pickles in all of my sandwiches. Because to me, the pickle is there as a palate cleanser, right? It's like the yeah. intermezzo sorbet or the ginger <laughs> between sushi. The pickles right. are as a palate cleanser. It's to reset, to make you appreciate the sandwich more. Well, yeah, I think it depends on the sandwich. Like on yeah, a burger, I need pickles. No, see, I want there to be one in every three bites on a burger where it's just beef and cheese and condiment and then you get that no pickle way. bite refresher, pow, your palate's reset, you're back on top. I hate tomato in my burgers. Oh, really? I hate yeah, tomato. It yeah. doesn't add anything for me. It takes away. I, I might actually, yeah. come, come to think of it, I used to put it on. I, I love like a tomato-based product, but if I'm putting tomato yeah. on a burger at home, I'm like roasting the tomatoes really heavily. Yeah. But because there's just too much water content in yeah, the tomato. Yeah, too much water and like it doesn't add anything for me. Like I, I try to get my burgers without tomato, but I'll add like onion and mm-hmm. like pickle and lettuce, but I like tomato. Yeah, to me, like the tomato should be the star of a show in a sandwich. Like a tomato yeah. sandwich. Oh, like a BLT. I mean, a BLT is a tomato sandwich it, to me. It is. It's a 
But you need that big, beautiful, gorgeous tomato. I need that salt beef the- steak. Oh, so good. Salt and pepper the tomatoes. Yeah, when's, when's tomato season? It's coming up. We're coming up. Summertime. We're hurtling towards tomato Summertime. season. Yeah. Yeah, we can make BLTs. Ooh, dude, big old beef steaks. Oh, my God. Okay, Amaya Marie says, wife just introduced me to artichokes and Thousand Island sauce. Incredibles! Yeah, uh, this pretty much sounds like, have you ever been to an Italian restaurant and they make give you artichokes and then you dip mm-hmm. it in the sauce? Same thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's I, good. It's a good discovery. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I feel like I just still prefer that like lemon garlic aioli. I like Thousand Island with it though. Which I guess is just straight mayonnaise, lemon garlic aioli. That's just yeah, <laughs> just with lemon. Garlic. <laughs> I think this is delicious and it makes total sense to me. And I'm really glad you found out. No matter about what, it. artichokes will never be worth the effort though. Oh, we love artichokes in my house. Really? We make. Do you guys artichokes. like steam them whole, or yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. We cook the and then you, you like eat the leaves. Out of them. You just like suck on the leaves. Yeah, but we cook the ever living crap out of them. They are like dark. When we're just done that that brownish swamp yeah. green. But it's delicious. I like that. I so like I don't that. mind I like it. At Tina underscore Flina, hot dog buns, just the bun with a drizzle of caramel sauce is a great snack. Yes, yes. I. Grew up eating syrup sandwiches. I'd put just mix sugar and butter, put that in a sandwich. I would take Duncan Hines frosting and I would put that on white bread and eat it as a cake. Uh, American store-bought bread is so sugary that it should legally have to be classified as a yeast cake, which in Ireland they actually did that to Subway. Uh, So, yeah, what you're eating is just called a yeast cake. With a little bit of caramel, and that's delicious. Yeah, I like mine with Nutella. My hot dog <laughs> bun with Nutella. So, yeah, I go. Uh, yeah, uh, microwave that hot dog bun for about four seconds before <laughs> just to soften it, and you're in Flavortown. Stephen Schaefer says, I love a little honey on my ramen. My wife thinks I'm gross. I'm sorry your wife thinks you're gross. The honey doesn't really deter me that much. Yeah, good like luck on sense. your marriage, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, is, if they're ta- are they talking about instant ramen, you think? In my mind, I immediately went to tonkotsu ramen. I did too. Honey in that sounds Yeah, honey in that sounds nice. A little little weird. I'm not going to lie. A little weird. But imagine someone be like a honey garlic bomb. You know how like they make a little little flavor flavor bomb. That makes a little bit of sense. Uh, This is at Latifa Madu. Hot Cheetos are good dipped in Nutella. No, they're not. This is one of those things. No, no, no. I've done it. Where you've done it? Yeah. Why have you done it? Because I went, because we had a high school delicacy. I told you about it was hot Cheeto cream cheese. And hot bagel. Cheetos and cream cheese is the greatest so combination. We were in like, history. we were like, let's try it with Nutella. And it was like, bad. <laughs> uh, I, I do not get down with citric acid and chocolate. Like, I don't even like chocolate covered strawberries. Hmm, you yeah. know, I think we need a new uh, sexy time fruit, you know? Like just edible arrangements, you know. Like you want to be like real romantic. Cantaloupe, the sexiest fruit. Get a little ball of cantaloupe. We're rebranding sexy fruit, guys. It's cantaloupe. It's a ball of cantaloupe, but then it's set inside a squiggle of honeydew, so it almost looks like a flower if you've never seen a flower. (laughs) No, it looks like a flower, like an animated flower. Yeah, like a cartoon flower. But Latifa, I mean, if you enjoy it, that's the only thing that matters. Because here's the thing: food. It's all about friendship and family, and smoothies are about what you can suck through a straw. And that, Nicole, is the real opinion casserole. Huh? I was, was I supposed what? to respond to that? Because I didn't want Why'd to. Why'd you go quiet? <laughs> because why would I respond to that? And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or at Hendy Zada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. <laughs> and of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. I'm in the mythical <laughs> caption. In the mythical <laughs> caption. <laughs> <laughs>